This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Hello, good morning and welcome to The Bottom Line, the programme for and about business on KCLR. I'm John Purcell and this morning on the programme we'll be discussing Brexit. If you're a business that has done nothing to prepare, don't worry, you're not alone. We'll be talking to Fiona Deegan of Kilkenny Local Enterprise Office about what help is available. And we'll also be chatting to a Brexit business mentor about how you can plan even though there are just two months left to Brexit Day from today, a day which the British government continues to assert is going to happen deal or no deal. Also, I was at an event during the week organised by Intro, Ireland's public employment service, which provides loads of services to business. Later on, I'll be bringing you an interview with Siobhan Lawler, who is head of employer engagement with the organisation. But first, to the Bank of Ireland Enterprise Town Awards. A presentation to the judges took place during the week in Kilkenny in respect of Kilkenny City's entry into the awards. I went along to Kilkenny Castle to see what was happening. Well done to everyone involved on what was a very impressive presentation to the judges. After that presentation, and before they embarked on a whistle-stop tour of Kilkenny, I caught up with one of the judges. She's called Eileen Caleri, and I asked her what the judges are looking for. We're looking to see how communities and businesses actually work together and today in Kilkenny we've seen it full blown and I couldn't get over the amount of integration, cooperation, pride that's in one place like the city of Kilkenny. It's just truly amazing. But you know what? When we go around to meet all the various towns and the various committees, we are actually very humbled by what actually goes on behind the scenes that are not seen. So how, how does a town thrive? It thrives because of people that are here today that are always working together for the benefit and the good of their town. So the third town and city is a really good place to work, live and bring up a family. And a very close relationship between community and business in the best places. Oh, absolutely. Look, you, ha- you can't have one without the other. One can't survive without the other. So in other words, where you have really good town teams, where you have a mix of community as in residential and the business community, they do work hand in hand. And even today now, when we were here in, in Kilkenny, you know, to hear of all the great things that the larger businesses are doing to support the local economy, and even the question in relation to visitors coming to Kilkenny, the appreciation by the residents of Kilkenny to say, well, look, we're all ambassadors for Kilkenny. The more this town succeeds, the better a space Kilkenny is for us to live and bring up a family in. And you have a busy afternoon ahead. We have indeed. Can't wait. I was warned, Eileen, bring comfortable shoes. There's going to be a lot of walking. But we saw the agenda for this afternoon up on screen. Can't wait. It's just it's like going to one of those tours when you go abroad and you go on the open top bus. This is going to be, going to be such a fantastic afternoon. Really looking forward to it. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie. Clip 
Blackburn, we're here in the Parade Tower in Kilkenny Castle for the judging session of the Kilkenny Enterprise Town or the Bank of Ireland Enterprise Town Award. Very impressive presentation. Kilkenny really does scrub up well when you're presenting it to outsiders. It certainly does and I'd have to acknowledge the work of the committee who worked on this and in particular Marion Ackerman then who as president of the chamber presented today's presentation. I think as you sat listening you just realised the extent and breadth of everything that Kilkenny does and while the world ain't perfect we do an awful lot of things well and as you say we do scrub up well and that's everything from all the collaborations that happen I suppose to make whether it's voluntary bodies source funding for them, for various things that the businesses sponsor, whether that's the tax packs and the state streets back in Keep Kenny Beautiful. Sometimes they're small things, sometimes they're big things, but it's the mix of everything when it comes together that actually makes Kilkenny what it is. And actually quite a spread of businesses, local Kilkenny businesses, that are making uh, an impact on the world stage, which sometimes we don't realise because we're so close to the to the community, I suppose. You know, you're absolutely right, I suppose. One, making a big impact locally by giving the employment, but two, the impact of what they work at and what they provide and the services to provide and a very significant I suppose some of them have huge global presence that we wouldn't necessarily always appreciate I mean even if you take the Lambias, the Conley Red Mills that we'd all know about but then the tax backs and all of those that are providing huge services across the globe um, it's very significant and I suppose when they say where they're from isn't it always good to think that they're from Kilkenny and we spoke a number of weeks ago when the Taoiseach was down about the Abbey Quarter. Uh, that's moving along and it's really a very strong proposition. What's been done to market that now? We'll be starting now, as you're aware, John, I suppose the Mitons are on site. It'll be a year, it'll be this time next year before the first offices become available so the brew house hopefully will be moving ahead as it is and people will see a lot of activity down there at the moment and we then in tandem will be moving ahead with the library over the next couple of months certainly on site hopefully early in the new year but as regards the brew house itself and the other sites that are there Lisney's have been appointed by the Abbey Quarter partnership as the letting agents so we now in the partnership will be starting to do briefings for various elements of the sectors out there, whether that's letting agents or whoever, to get the word out there as to what's on offer, what Kilkenny has to offer, and how they can interact with us. And sometimes it can be something that you'd least expect to deliver something for Kilkenny, just some contact and say, I didn't realise that was happening, and they'll put us in touch with someone. So all I would say to the people at Kilkenny is if you want, there's been plenty of articles on the Abbey Quarter and what's happening in Kilkenny, if there's anyone you come across who you think might have the remotest interest either in expanding their business into Kilkenny or coming to Ireland for the first time and coming to Kilkenny, by all means let us know. Jason Clerken is the CEO of the Abbey Quarter Partnership and we're there now, we have buildings coming on stream and we need to get them occupied. Finally, um, this is a competition, the Bank of Ireland Enterprise Town. What would winning it mean to Kilkenny City? I think if you can put yourself up there as being best in class at whatever it is, and that's everything from the eyeball litter service to the tidy towns to whether the arts festivals art festival or the food festival is classed as the best at whatever whether the coffee shops or restaurants are getting accolades but once you become best in class people do say god i must visit there 
So whatever it's best in class for, and we'd even see it, I have to say, at the moment, and I'm not by any means saying the Abbey Quarter is best in class at the moment because we have a lot of work to do, but even the partnership we have with the NTMA, because it's the first of its kind between a local authority and the NTMA, we'd have lots of our colleagues making phone calls to us saying, what are you doing, how are you doing it, what's that all about? And I would think it's the same for anything, whether it's Keep Kilkenny Beautiful. I'm sure there are plenty around the country who would look to Keep Kilkenny Beautiful, try to get their hands on their application form to say what are they doing right. So I think for a competition like this, for Kilkenny to be there as best in class, it certainly would add to the accolades that are there already. Is it going to change the world? No. But it's another step and I suppose it's a reason for us to get national profile and national publicity. Colette Byrne, Chief Executive of Kilkenny County Council, finishing off that report on the visit by the judges from the Bank of Ireland Enterprise Town to Kilkenny during the week. And of course, Kilkenny isn't the only town in Carlock Kilkenny that has thrown its hat in the ring for this prestigious award. Best of luck to everyone, no matter where you're from, and if it doesn't sound negative or patronising, I can say that having seen the effort that went in in Kilkenny, participation, let alone victory in the event, seems to be very beneficial in bringing people together. Now, also during the week, I visited an employer roadshow which was organised by the Department of Employment Affairs and Social Protection. There was a huge range of supports for employers outlined at the event in the Kilkenny Ormond Hotel. Afterwards, I caught up with Siobhan Lawler, Head of Employer Engagement with the Department. In the context of a huge reduction in the numbers of people unemployed in the country, down from almost 15% at the height of the bust to around 4.6% of the workforce now, I asked her, was the pool of talent available to businesses seeking to recruit contracting at an alarming level? Well, it has certainly contracted, but added into that, that, that that's a static figure. And that static figure on its own doesn't re- reflect the extent of churn in the live register. So we have um, about 60% of our people will be coming and going within three months off the live register. So there's a richness in the live register that maybe employers aren't recognising. So we are, will be the first point of contact for somebody who's actually looking for a job because the first place that they will go to is to try to maintain that income for a period of unemployment. So that there will be a lot of frictional unemployment, it's not long-term unemployment and so employers can come to us and we will tap into those resources to help them fulfil their business needs. Now, um, there are threats. We heard uh, mentioned this morning declining productivity and skills deficits. What kind of uh, measures is Intro uh, introducing to address those issues? Well, as a public employment agency, one uh, public employment service, one of the things is that we work with the ETBs in particular. So we have a protocol for uh, an ongoing relationship. We meet with them very regularly and we do a kind of a skills assessment in terms of what's required amongst businesses. So um, if it is that a business wants to recruit and uh, they need particular skills, well then we work with the ETBs to tailor uh, a recruitment um, campaign and, uh, and uh, a training campaign that will meet the employer's needs. So they can, and they, they can do that also for people who are already in employment to, to bring them along and bring them up to the standards that are needed for the, the new world of work. There's a broad range of supports available through Intro and also other <coughs> organisations such as Leos and ETBs, how would you describe those in general? 
I think actually when you see it all delivered uh, as we just hear this morning it's fairly rich in terms of its opportunity and the support that is available but as we also saw from the poll that we did enough lot of employers don't know about it so I would say that that's a key measure for us is to, to make sure that we get the good news out there so that employers who might be floundering a little bit in terms of where do I turn to next uh, if they call into their intro or if they um, call into their ETB uh, well then we are here to help we are open for business and uh, we're hoping that people will work with intro um, as well as training and schemes uh, there is direct assistance available in relation to recruitment and uh, you're working directly with quite a few companies in this area can you tell us about the services on the recruitment side of things well I suppose the, uh, we have the online jobs Ireland um, so that that is available for an employer to recruit for nothing if you were to go into some of the private companies it could cost you 2000 uh, so um, what we do is we do jobs matching on that and it also links directly into URAs so that if the skills or capacity that you're looking for is not available locally that it might be available across the EU so that um, obviously with mobility of workers you might be able to recruit from abroad you can do uh, online interviews everything like that so there are uh, there's a plethora of opportunity that's there we also do social media support and Twitter support so that if there are jobs available you'll see them on Jobs Ireland all the time where they are promoting certain um, locations certain jobs uh, to say this job is available um, and it, it's basically promoting what is out there so that um, you don't actually it's you don't have to go looking quite as hard uh, and that hopefully we're meeting the employers needs a bit more now uh, the b word brexit a little over two months away um, a lot of uncertainty among employers about what to do but uh, you're working with people on that as well yeah well i think as we saw here this morning uh, we had the leo speaker fiona deegan spoke and she spoke about uh, the brexit scorecard that's available uh, online so if you go on to kilkenny etv uh, kilkenny leo and you'll be able to find that there and it'll give you a scorecard an assessment of where you are in terms of your brexit ready um, the other thing is that we pointed to an ETB programme, which is if you think that you're going to have new logistics needs um, uh, for customs clearance, well then uh, the Skills Net is providing training for that. So all in all, there's a lot of support available for employers to prepare for that. I think the thing is that, you know, just need to get ready, start knuckling down, put the head down and do what you have to do. Um, a huge range of supports available across a, a range of different issues. Sometimes employers can find it somewhat bewildering. Where would you say is a good place to start uh, for an employer who just wants to find out and dip their toe in the water, I suppose, in relation to this really broad area? Well, the three big public services that were here were the ETB, the LEO and ourselves in Intro. In Intro we have four dedicated employer engagement people for this area in addition to 40 other people who have a role in employer engagement. So any Intro office will be able to direct you. If it's recruitment we can help you immediately. If it's training we'll be able to um, make create the links for you in relation to the ETB. If it's in, in relation to enterprise support we'll be able to provide the links there. So any one of us will be able to lead to each other and that is the value of the public employment service all being linked up and collaborating together for employers. So drop into your local intro office or even log in online. What's the website address? www.welfare.ie and just forward slash intro or employer at welfare.ie and we'll be happy to help. 
The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie Fiona Deegan, Head of Enterprise with the Local Enterprise Office in Kilkenny. We're just two months away from Brexit now. A lot of people in business very worried, but equally not sure what to do because they don't know what way it's going to pan out. What's the message from the Local Enterprise Office? I suppose, John, the key message from the Local Enterprise Office is contact us and start thinking about Brexit. Most people have yet not started the process of thinking about how it will impact on their business. And even though we don't know what kind of Brexit it's going to be, and there's a range of possibilities, what kind of stuff can people do? And is it confined to some business? What if a business doesn't export, for example? We would encourage all businesses to sit down and look at, you know, all their suppliers, regardless of what type of sector they're trading in. We would encourage them, I suppose, as first point to complete the uh, Brexit scorecard. And this will show them how the various aspects of Brexit may impact on their business. And following on from that, we'd recommend that they come in and meet with one of our business advisors and get free one-to-one mentoring and support to look at those aspects. And you've put special mentoring arrangements in place for that. Can you explain what those are? Yeah, basically you would um, come in and meet with a specialist Brexit mentor who would sit down and go through your business and look at what aspects may be impacted as a result of Brexit. Um, It would look at tariffs. um, We would recommend certain training for manufacturing companies. We'd be looking at lean for micro training um, so that you can become more competitive in the Brexit environment. Uh, Boris Johnson is talking about a crunch uh, EU summit in the middle of October. Um, Should people wait until then or is now the time? No, we would encourage people to act now, to contact us immediately and come in and and talk to us. Uh, Fiona Deegan, uh, Chief Executive of Local Enterprise... What is it? Tell me again. Head of Enterprise. All Fiona Deegan, Head of Enterprise with the Local Enterprise Office in Kilkenny. We're just two months away from Brexit now. A lot of people in business very worried, but equally not sure what to do because they don't know what way it's going to pan out. What's the message from the Local Enterprise Office? I suppose, John, the key message from the Local Enterprise Office is contact us and start thinking about Brexit. Most people have yet not started the process of thinking about how it will impact on their business. And even though we don't know what kind of Brexit it's going to be, and there's a range of possibilities, what kind of stuff can people do? And is it confined to some business? What if a business doesn't export, for example? We would encourage all businesses to sit down and look at, you know, all their suppliers, regardless of what type of sector they're trading in. We would encourage them, I suppose, as first point to complete the uh, Brexit scorecard and this will show them how the various aspects of Brexit may impact on their business and following on from that we'd recommend that they come in and meet with one of our business advisors and get free one-to-one mentoring and support to look at those aspects. And you've put special mentoring arrangements in place for that can you explain what those are? 
Yeah, basically, you would um, come in and meet with a specialist Brexit mentor who would sit down and go through your business and look at what aspects may be impacted as a result of Brexit. Um, it would look at tariffs. Um, we would recommend certain training for manufacturing companies. We'd be looking at lean for micro training um, so that you can be, become more competitive in the Brexit environment. Uh, Boris Johnson is talking about a crunch US, uh, EU summit in the middle of October. Um, should people wait until then or is now the time? No, we would encourage people to act now, to contact us immediately and come in and, and talk to us. Uh, Fiona Deegan, uh, Chief Executive of Local Enterprise... What is it? Tell me again. Head of the Enterprise. All Fiona Deegan, Head of Enterprise with the Local Enterprise Office in Kilkenny. We're just two months away from Brexit now. A lot of people in business very worried, but equally not sure what to do because they don't know what way it's going to pan out. What's the message from the Local Enterprise Office? I suppose, John, the key message from the Local Enterprise Office is contact us and start thinking about Brexit. Most people have yet not started the process of thinking about how it will impact on their business. And even though we don't know what kind of Brexit it's going to be, and there's a range of possibilities, what kind of stuff can people do? And is it confined to some business? What if a business doesn't export, for example? Now, we would encourage all businesses to sit down and look at, you know, all their suppliers, regardless of what type of sector they're trading in. We would encourage them, I suppose, as first point to complete the uh, Brexit scorecard. And this will show them how the various aspects of Brexit may impact on their business. And following on from that, we'd recommend that they come in and meet with one of our business advisors and get free one-to-one mentoring and support to look at those aspects. And you've put special mentoring arrangements in place for that. Can you explain what those are? Yeah, basically you would um, come in and meet with a specialist Brexit mentor who would sit down and go through your business and look at what aspects may be impacted as a result of Brexit. Um, it would look at tariffs. Um, we would recommend certain training for manufacturing companies. We'd be looking at lean for micro training um, so that you can be, become more competitive in the Brexit environment. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, offering a broad range of business and advisory services to businesses large and small across the southeast. Dennis Casey from Casey Business Consulting. You're working with uh, local enterprise offices throughout the country on providing uh, advice and assistance to companies in preparing uh, for Brexit. What exactly are you saying to these companies? Yes, I suppose uh, the most important message, I think, is to it's never too late to plan. And the best place to start your planning for Brexit, if you haven't done it already, is to call into your local enterprise office. Make an appointment you can, which you can book online through their uh, online booking system. Make an appointment for the next available Brexit uh, advice clinic. And, and you'll come in and you'll meet somebody like me who will explain to you the type of risks and the type of impacts Brexit is likely to have on your particular business. And then we'll explain to you a little bit about how uh, the type of support that are out there to help you to put a plan in place to deal with that. And ultimately, I suppose the advice is to, is to develop an action plan and 
to me, the beauty of having of spending a little bit of time, and it doesn't take a lot of time, I would say for most people, if they spend a day looking at uh, and working on identifying the risks and challenges for their business of putting a plan together, they'd actually have a, a reasonable action plan and a reasonable handle on the impact Brexit will have on their business. And actually having a plan and understanding how exposed you are, uh, to me, would help uh, help you to sleep at night. And what are the what are different exposures that people have? I mean, Brexit is going to impact on a huge range of different industries. What are the main exposures? I suppose the main exposure is if if anybody's dealing either directly or indirectly with the UK or mainland Europe, uh, then you are likely to be exposed in terms of how long it takes goods to get to Ireland. And sometimes people have the view that if they're bringing in materials from Germany or mainland Europe, that you know I don't have a problem. But an awful lot of goods coming into Ireland are transshipping through the UK. And that means that while you might not have to pay import tariffs, you're still going to have to um, file customs documents and pay, the, pay someone to file the documents for you, pay the charges associated with filing those documents. And the bigger challenge there, actually, is there won't be enough capacity in the custom clearing um, sector to actually handle the additional volume of, of custom documentation that needs to be filed. And so actually, in a funny way, while if, you're, if you have suppliers in mainland Europe, you won't have the import tariffs to deal with. You have two delays potentially to deal with because the goods could get backed up as, as they enter the UK on the eastern side and could, could get backed up as they enter Ireland or try to leave the UK on their western side or eastern side. So... Um, what kind of B planning can people, sorry, Dennis, what kind of plan Bs can people implement in such scenarios? Well, I suppose the first thing is to uh, increase your inventory uh, in advance of Brexit, get your get your stocks up. And it's particularly concerning now for, for people in the retail sector and, and, and other sectors in Ireland where Christmas is coming. And if their Christmas stock gets caught up in the, in the end of October Brexit crash out, then you know, their Christmas sales are going to be devastated. And the advice I give to people there, if you've got your case suppliers, talk to them now, get the stock in early, and try and argue with them, convince them to actually fund the stock for you. In other words, give you extra credit terms because it's in their interest to do that, because their sales will plummet as well equally if their stock is stuck on the is stuck on boats or stuck on, on trucks queuing up at ports. So get your stock in early, because if you have stock in Ireland... And your, and your competitors don't, you will have sales and you'll have more sales. But the challenge there, of course, is the physical space to store the extra stock and the cash to pay for it. Okay. So, uh, sorry, go ahead. From a cash point of view, try and try and get the suppliers to fund it for you, to finance it for you. And failing that, talk to your bank or talk to the local enterprise office in relation to a microfinance Ireland working capital loan. Um some sectors are eligible to apply to the Strategic Banking Corporation of Ireland for their Brexit loan scheme, but there are some very particular criteria that you need to meet there, and, and one of them is, is involved around innovation and your own products, so that could be a challenge for some people to meet. So for micro and small businesses, your bank, overdraft, or the microfinance Ireland loan would, would be the way to go. But getting stock in in advance of that, of the potential crash out at the end of October, to me, would be key, because now you have stock on the right side of the customs border, and you, you, uh, if you have stock, you can sell. And what about exporters? Ex- 
exporters equally, it's a bigger challenge for exporters because, again, I would be saying get your products to the other side of the border in advance. And that would mean you know, having to pay storage charges in the UK. And unfortunately, I suppose at this stage it's nearly too late to do that because some stuff I read over the last number of days, there is, there is now, you know, the, the warehousing capacity in the UK is pretty much booked up. Um, you could, if you had customers in the UK, you could talk to them and say, well, we're actually going to ship early and we will give you extended credit terms. But the trick would be as much as people can get the product to the other side of that border to give them a cushion so that if, if there is a delay of two or three weeks getting goods through the port, that they've got, they've got enough of a cushion at the other side. And what do you think about businesses who may not be exporting, who don't aren't aware of a huge level of importing, but are just unsure how they're exposed? Yeah, see, again, like I suppose, go and talk to an expert. Go and talk. Go to the business advice clinics and get expert advice. Every business in Ireland is exposed to Brexit in one way, shape, or form. There is an awful lot of Irish-based um, businesses who buy from the supplier down the road. But if the supplier down the road is buying from the UK or getting goods that are transshipping through the UK, they are equally exposed. So they, they have a risk as well. And the reality is that if there's a Brexit, there's going to be a range, there'll be a spectrum of impacts on businesses. On one end, you've got the corner shop where people will have less disposable income. Their, their sales will fall. On the other side, you've got the people who are who have customers in the UK are they're 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 very dependent on the UK suppliers. They're hugely hugely exposed. Bigger that that they're the other end of the spectrum. But everybody, if there's a re, if there's a hard Brexit, there will be a recession. Everyone's business will be impacted. Okay, Dennis. Uh, on that on that not particularly bright note, we'll finish. Uh, but your message is: be prepared, and it's not too late to start planning. It's not, and there's lots of help out there through the local enterprise offices. Take the first step. You don't need to know all the steps you have to take. Go and, for the sake of an hour, meeting with a, with a, with, a, with an, uh, an expert, I suppose, at a local enterprise office, Brexit Advice Clinic. Spend the hour. Go and learn what's involved and the kind of risks. Invariably, I have people coming into me at clinics that Jesus, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. You know, so there's the beware of the unknown unknowns, as somebody famous said once upon a time. There are. Go and talk to the experts to understand exactly how your business is exposed. And then they, that expert will also equally tell you what other support there are out there and the other things you should be doing. OK, Dennis, thank you very much. That's uh, Dennis Casey from Casey Business Consulting uh, talking soberly about Brexit. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you in association with Emil Foley Accountants. Our website, onf.ie, shows the full range of services we provide to businesses large and small. Wow, just two months from Brexit from today. I wonder what type of Brexit we'll be talking about in two months' time. That's about all we've got time for this week. Don't forget get you can listen to a podcast of the show if you want to listen again or you missed some of this week's edition simply search kclr bottom line do tell your friends and help spread the word thanks to the very busy people helping me behind the scenes this week as it's all hands on deck in kclr for cabin fever john Keane, who stitches all the bits together and deirdre drummy who produced if you'd like to comment or suggest an item you can email us on the bottom line at kclr 96 fm We'll be back next Saturday at 9. In the meantime, enjoy the weekend. Have a good week ahead. 
Goodbye. KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie